You are listening to Feeling Good, a podcast for dentists. I'm Dr. Laura Mock, the life coach for busy dentists. This podcast explores how to feel better in all aspects of our lives so that we can be our best leaders. If you have been feeling stressed about being the owner of your practice and you want to change what you are getting at work and in your personal life, you are in the right place. Hello. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Feeling Good, a podcast for dentists. I'm Dr. Laura Mock, and I am here today to talk to you about how your employees' mindset matters and what you can do about it as their leader. Now, I want to warn you that this episode does contain one swear word, approximately. Hopefully, I won't decide to swear again, but if I do, It's coming from a place of pure honesty, okay, guys? Now, what I want to talk to you about today is about mindset again, right? Last time, and if you haven't listened to my last podcast, you should go back and check it out. It's called Why Your Feelings Matter. Because listen, ladies, your feelings as a dentist, of course you deserve to feel good. But not only that, but your feelings affect the outcomes of your business. So if you're not feeling good at work, If you haven't realized this yet, it is affecting your bottom line and the lives of your employees and yourself. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to that one. And then today we're going to talk about your employees' mindset. So there's two facts that I want to establish before I move on. The first one is that your dental business is an accumulation of thousands of individual actions that are taken even in a day. In a year, it's millions of actions. So everything from setting up the operatories, checking insurance for the patients, greeting your patients, checking on their numbness, working on their tooth, checking on the patient while you're working on the tooth. Are you breathing okay? Do you need to sit up? Do you need a break? All these things. And then of course, checking them out. And many of these actions I'm talking about aren't actually done by you, the dentist. They're done by your employees. They're done as extensions of you by people who represent you and you pay them to represent you, right? And these are your employees. So that's the first thing is that I want you to think about your business as like a big pile of actions, okay? And the fact that the actions that your employees take are consistent and that they treat your employees, I mean your your patients well, this is what makes your business good. It makes it healthy, right? And then the second thing that I want to establish before we go on is that actions from any human, including an employee or the boss, the owner, a child, whatever, any human, the actions come, they result from our emotions. They don't come from a to-do list. And I also want you to understand that those emotions originate in thoughts in our minds. So the reason that I'm pointing this out is because we, we established that the actions of the employees are what make your business, right? And if we want to influence that, then we have to start with what we are giving our employees to think about, okay? So we're going to focus in on how we can influence our employees. We can't control them. We can't control what they do, and we certainly cannot control what they think and feel. But 
what our employees are thinking can be influenced by how we lead them. And that's what we're going to talk about today, okay? So now I want you to take a second. You know, all, all of you have been in dentistry for years. And think about each of the dental assistants, front desk people, and hygienists you've encountered in the years since you've been in. And I kind of want you to picture in your head the quintessential dental employee. And, you know, I don't want you to go too big on generalizations here, but what I want you to do is think about the fact that every single one of those people who have worked for you are helpers. They're people who want to help or they would not have gone into the industry. And they like feeling appreciated. They like feeling helpful. I mean, if you think about all the things that a dental employee has to do in the day, they got to check the suction trap. They got to call the insurance company. They got to hold back a strong tongue. Those aren't pleasant tasks, but they do them because they like being helpful. That's why they came into the industry. Now, what do you think drives our employees to do these unpleasant things? Well, <laughs> there's things that don't drive them to do it, and there's things that do drive them to do it. So let's pretend that they're working for someone who's grumpy all the time and complains and throws instruments or or never thanks them, is that employee going to be helping from a place of knowing that they're helpful? No, they're not. And their actions are going to show it. Whereas if we're looking at an employee who knows she's appreciated, you're going to see a completely different set of actions. Have you ever thought to yourself, like what has made you feel unappreciated or unsure about the future in your own life. So most of you who are talking to me are dental practice owners, but maybe some of you are employees, or if you're not an employee, you've been an employee at some point, or you've been a dental student at some point, and you can go back and you can think about the times that were not motivating for you. And I will tell you that most of them have to do with getting your personal pride hurt. So for example, I have this story that I always tell about when I was a dental student and I had two babies at home and I stayed late one day to work on class two preps on plastic teeth and I got this super grumpy professor come over and look at my prep. I knew it sucked. That's why I was there. That's why I was trying again, right? And he came over and he scoffed at me and he said, well, this prep would not pass boards. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then he got up and left. And I felt so defeated. I felt so unappreciated, so small. And I just thought about later, I thought about if he was my employer, would I be willing to go to bat for him? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. I don't. Why would I? He doesn't think I'm worth anything. But when an employee feels like she's really making a difference, she or he, there's dental employees that are men, um, when they feel like they're making a difference, when they feel appreciated, they are ready to go to bat for you and the patient. Now, this is really important for you to understand. You can't control what your employees think or feel, but your leadership gives them things to process, gives them data to bring into their brain, and that means they're going to have thoughts, and the thoughts are the key, right? So, I'm going to give you an example, just a general one. 
we have a dental employee. She's the quintessential one we've been talking about. And the boss says to her, thank you. Now, the employee has lots of different things that she could think at this point, but many of them might think, my boss appreciates me. And that thought is going to lead to a feeling of being appreciated. And if you think about the actions that someone is going to take when they're in the middle of feeling appreciated, it's kind of interesting because it turns into this like helpful appreciation cycle where the person then helps more. They help wherever they see there's a need and then the appreciation cycle continues on because then you're grateful for them again and you just keep on thanking each other and helping each other and everyone's happy, right? It's that simple. It's not that simple, but let's pretend it is. Now let me give you a real life example for something more detailed. So let's pretend that your front desk person is uh, putting in insurance checks and she comes across an EOB where the insurance write-off for someone that you're in contract with for like, let's pretend you did like four class twos one afternoon. You set aside all this time, you did all these class twos and then the EOB comes back and the insurance is like <laughs> slashing your prices to like half of what they usually are. And the front desk person has been told that if she sees any unpleasant EOBs, that she is supposed to come and talk to you. So she looks over, listens for the drill, hears it stop, hears your voice, you're washing your hands, and so she walks over to you. And she says, hey, did you, I know you're, I'm supposed to show you EOBs when they're really bad, and look at this one, I'm really sorry, but look at this insurance write-off. Now, at this point, as the leader, you have a choice. Of course, you're running a dental practice, so you have three other people waiting for you right now. You've got, you know, hygiene exams and somebody else who needs to get numb, but you've got this one person standing here looking at you with the EOB, and you have a choice. So, um, unenlightened me might have sort of bubbled up in frustration at this point and said to my dental um, person something like, well, didn't you remember to update the codes to the extra surfaces when I finished the, the treatment? Like kind of irritated and stuff. And uh, that is something that your employee then has to process. You've said words to your employee. And she might think to herself, my boss does not see all the work I do. I can't believe she just insulted me after I was trying to help. And of course, what is she going to feel? She's going to feel un underappreciated or unappreciated. Now, you didn't give her that feeling, but you gave her something to think about, and her thought led her to feeling unappreciated. Now, when you have an employee who's feeling unappreciated, let's pretend we know how she's gonna act. I mean, we kind of do know, right? She's gonna be testy with you and maybe with patience if she's feeling like nobody really sees what she's doing she's definitely not going to tell you the next time you get a bad eob she is just going to input input those numbers and continue on and worst of all she's probably going to complain to somebody maybe it'll be somebody at work maybe it'll be somebody at home but that complaining spreads right and then what's happening is the next time um, she's at work, she's not seeking that appreciation because she doesn't feel like it's actually helpful. So we're not in the appreciation loop, right? So now let's pretend that the dentist who approaches her has been through some coaching and 
he or she understands how this works, that words matter, employees' thoughts matter. So she walks up to the dentist and she's like, hey, look at this sucky EOB. And the dentist takes a moment to remember how much it matters. And instead of insulting her, she says, you know, I really don't like the way this EOB looks. Thank you so much for showing me. And let's set aside some time at the next team meeting to discuss our contract with this dental insurance company because maybe we should be letting it go. Now your employee has something completely different to think about. And her thoughts are probably going to be something like, I'm helping. My employer sees me. She sees that I'm helping and then she will feel appreciated and she will do more things to be, to create appreciation and the appreciation cycle continues. So you see how your words matter so much with your employees, right? Now I want to go over a couple of times when trying to create this type of appreciation cycle does not work. Number one is when your employee is not open to your leadership. So it could be because they've been burned before or because um, you haven't had a good relationship for a long time. Um, it could just be because you two don't mix. I don't know. But if you're trying to show leadership to your employee and they're not following, then you might decide that it's best to part ways. And I'm going to give you some clues about that near the end of the podcast. But just keep in mind that if you try to make an employee see your point of view and he or she just keeps not following you to the water, you're going to keep on banging your head if you don't part ways. Okay? That's all I'm going to say about that right now. Number two, the, number the other way that this influence um, strategy doesn't work is if the dentist is not sincere. I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm just going to say it again because it's so true. Your employees see everything. They know. They know how you're feeling. And they know if you're giving them a fake compliment or um, if it's just platitudes. Because they are socially intelligent women who like helping and they like being around people. And of course, especially the dental assistants, literally they spend their time with you nose to nose. And so when you're not being sincere, then that's going to create completely different thoughts for your employees. And if they have different thoughts, then they're going to have different feelings. And it's definitely not going to be appreciated. Okay. And this is where coaching comes in because if you've had a lot of thoughts and feelings about your employees and you're frustrated with them, it can be hard to get out of that by yourself, which is why I'm here to help you see what your brain has been telling you about these employees or this particular employee or whatever. You would be surprised what your brain's been telling you, um, including stuff about your team. And I will tell you that even certified life coaches, <laughs> myself, uh, get fed loads of shit from time to time from our human brains. Uh, yeah, for me, that would be today. <laughs> I won't get into the, the story, but honestly, actually it was about the podcast because I was telling myself that my podcast is worthless, but that's stupid. Why was I doing that? I don't know. I'm over it. That was just my human brain. Human brains do that sometimes. It wasn't me. It was my neurological organ between my ears that was telling me that. Okay. So the thing that I have for you that's going to be extremely helpful and free is a guide 
on how to correct your employees using these coaching principles. It's a step-by-step -step guide. So all you have to do is go from one step to the next, be prepared to take a couple of notes to keep track of what you're going to do and say during a corrective action. And you can get this guide from me for nothing. You don't have to commit to anything to me. Just go to my website and click on the part that says, um, I think it's get free stuff or get free help. Sorry, I don't remember exactly, but it's get free something. And that will take you to the guide on how to protect, correct your employees using these principles I've been talking about. You can download it for free. And then if you feel like you need a pep talk or like a little bit of help getting into a more grateful feeling before you talk to your employee, you can reach out to me for a free pep talk. And I would be happy to do that with you. And that is all I have for you today. I hope you each take advantage of the free thing. It's so good. I used it myself a few weeks ago. And um, I mean, I've been developing it for all these years, but I, this was the first time I had actually like written it down step by step. And it was so good that I literally blew my own mind. So get your own mind blown. Look up the, get the free thing. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Feeling Good, a podcast for dentists. To download my free workbook on how better leadership starts with your feelings, go to my website, thelifecoachforbusydentist.com, and click on Get Free Help.